Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Good morning, everybody. This is Joe Moss. You're listening to On the Money. We have a very special show today. We're actually broadcasting live from the Gwinnett Chamber Center, and we are interviewing Mr. Alfredo Ortiz. He's with the Jobs Creators Network. We've talked, we've met with him several times before, and this is the Gwinnett segment of the 2016 Bring Small Businesses Back Tour. So, Alfredo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. Good morning. So, what's what are you doing today? Well, we're excited. Uh, today is our 26th stop, nearly 30 total stops across 18 different states, speaking to legislators across the country, congressmen, uh, governors, state senators. And uh, today we actually have the pleasure of uh, listening to Congressman uh, Rob Woodall. And uh, it's been somewhat of a nationwide tour, hasn't it? It, it, it has. It's, we've taken our bus along the way across the country, like I said, 18 different states, about 10,000 miles so far. That's unbelievable. It's kind of like running a ca- campaign, I would think. It is. It is. And uh, we're excited. We're getting great feedback. We've spoken really with hundreds and hundreds of small business owners about the challenges that they're facing uh, every day as they run their businesses. So what are you hearing? Unfortunately, we're hearing that regulations, uh, one of the key things that we've identified on this tour is really killing our small business owners. It really is keeping them back. It's keeping them from thriving. And we need to be able to do more to help our small business owners get out from this regulatory overreach and over uh, and burdens, quite frankly, that are keeping them behind. And the you mentioned before the show two specific things that they keep mentioning. One was the, uh, I guess, the Overtime Labor Act and then also affordable care. So why don't you speak a little bit about those? Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with the Affordable Care Act, because that one I think is one that obviously has been in the news for a few years. And again, it's the unintended consequences, I think, of a well-intended attempt to try to make a difference and and change our health care for the better. But it really has had significant unintended consequences on our small business owners. The cost, the premiums have just completely doubled, tripled in many cases. Uh, and it's made it very unaffordable, unfortunately, for our small business owners to be able to offer that to their employees. And for the employees themselves, um, deductibles and their premiums have gone up as well. So it really has had a negative impact, not only for the employers, but for the employees. You also mentioned the Department of Labor's overtime rule, which goes into effect December 1st. That has come up consistently at every single one of our stops as a major challenge. I'm not sure how many people realize this is not just something that applies for to for-profit businesses, but not-for-profit businesses as well. For example, us, we get affected by it. But churches, community uh, colleges, you name it, cities, everything that you can think of that employs somebody is going to be impacted by this overtime rule. So we actually are part of a lawsuit uh, against the Department of Labor. And and uh, the that's another one, unintended consequences, because I'm reading a lot about trying to reach through and grab independent distributors, independent contractors, and making, kind of undoing that entire role. Th- that's correct. The the uh, impact it's going to have on the whole contractor relationship is is unbelievable, actually. And that is why we are so concerned about that. And frankly, we have about 420 some odd associations now that have joined on a different lawsuit as well to be able to challenge that. I think we have about 16 or 18 governors, if I remember correctly, have also sued separately 
uh, on a joint lawsuit against the Department of Labor. So at least there's some action against it right now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just thinking through uh, builders, for example. They use a lot of subcontractors. Anybody that's affected with that relationship could be hurt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about every single person who's a contractor, right? And the way that could be really hurt, hurtful for everybody who employs a contractor. Right. Um, it, it, I don't think people just understand. Again, unfortunately, we're living, Joe, in this world of unintended consequences. And these unintended consequences are just building up. And, th- and that's, that's the big concern here. Yeah. And we hear, oh, we're going to make sure you get overtime if you have to work longer than you should. And everybody says, well, that sounds like a great idea. But uh, you need to go to Job Creators Network and uh, learn a little bit more about that issue because even though you may be a recipient of overtime, you may not understand the incredible effect that's having on the businesses that you work for. Th- that's correct, Joe. And I think, again, if you go um, and specifically on DefendMainStreet.com, which is another site that has all this information housed, the the impact, again, is severe. And when you think about the challenges that we'll have with our small business owners being able to somehow pay people those kinds of salaries where it almost basically jumps overnight, uh, doubles overnight is incredible. Well, we've got a pretty special guest with us today. So, um, Alfredo, I'll let you uh, make all the introduction, okay? Great. Well, thank you. Congressman, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Do we have his mic on here? Perfect. Fantastic. Congressman Woodall, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Uh, we're here with Radio X and Joe Moss. Um, and thank you for joining the Job Creators Network, Bring Small Businesses Back Tour. This is actually our 26th stop, uh, Congressman, uh, nearly 30 total stops, 18 different states, uh, about 20 U.S. House reps, seven governors, one state senator, and even a county commissioner in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, where there's about 98% small business ownership. And we've got some great stories there. But uh, introduce you, Congressman Woodall. Rob Woodall serves the 7th District of Georgia in the U.S. House of Representatives and serves on the House Committee on Rules, the House Budget Committee, and the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Rob was born and raised in Georgia, graduated from Air School in 1988, and attended Furman University for his undergraduate degree and received his law degree from the University of Georgia. Rob first came to public service as a staffer, then Congressman John Linder serving as his chief of staff and was elected to Congress in 2010. Rob's uh, political philosophy is guided by the principles of freedom, and his proudest accomplishment is helping seven district families one at a time through casework and creating a congressional office that functions for the people. Thank you, Congressman. Welcome. Alfredo, I'm happy to be here. I hope you've had the same kind of enthusiastic reception at all of those uh, stops that you're having here in Gwinnett today. Uh, we, we have, and it's been fantastic. And, and uh, we were just talking a little bit about the challenges though, that we're hearing from small business owners. We've now traveled almost about 10,000 miles. Uh, crisscrossing the country, uh, talking to hundreds of small business owners about what they're hearing, what what they're telling us about their challenges. And unfortunately, there's a lot out there. Our campaign talks about overtaxation, overregulation, the lack of access to credit. Uh, but what we're hearing primarily is the regulatory environment that really, really is hurting our small business owners. A couple of key ones, um, again, and we were just saying with Joe here, unintended consequences of the Affordable Care Act and the increase on premiums of small business owners as well as the employees and deductibles, for example, but also the Department of Labor's overtime rule. That has consistently come at every single stop as a major concern that's impacting every single employer across this country. There are a lot of metrics that we can look at. Joe serves the same constituency that I serve uh, here I try to start my day with uh, young people if I can. No offense to the two of you all. but I'm it, very young. Don't, don't be offended, Joe. It, when, when it comes to optimism. It's all uh, what's in the heart, it, sir. It, 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 there's, no, there's no doubt about that. 
But when I go into these uh, high schools and, and ask folks what it is they want to do with their life, uh, we, we have more small business owners per capita in this congressional district than any other district in the, in the state. There are a lot of good reasons uh, for that. But when I say, what do you want to do? Uh, uh, kids will raise their hand and say, you know what? I, I don't want to hang out my own shingle because I've watched my parents come through this, uh, this great recession. I see how hard it is absolutely every single day. It doesn't look that attractive to me uh, anymore. And, and of all the metrics we can look at, it is, it is that, uh, that heartfelt sentiment of, of children who have watched this go on. And instead of aspiring uh, to follow in those footsteps, it has become too frightening to follow in those footsteps. And, and if we train risk-taking, and entrepreneurship out of our young people, uh, we're going to be in a world of hurt uh, a generation from now. Well, going back to why this uh, Job Creators Network was was founded, it's uh, the comment that Bernie Marcus made, um, I couldn't start Home Depot in today's environment, which is, to me, just an incredible statement. But we see it every day. As, as you know, I'm the president over at Embassy National Bank, and uh, we help small business all the time. They're hit with uh, regulation upon regulation, uh, and they, they want to look to us to say, help out. But yet we're hit with not only those regulations, but a whole other set of banking regulations. I mentioned to you, Congressman Woodall, that we um, have uh, the regulators in uh, now as we speak. And un- unlike a national bank, uh, these folks have the ability and resources to review every single loan that we've ever made in detail. And when we have that kind of pressure, it's tough for us to take risk and tough for us to say, yeah, we'll, we'll take the chance on this guy. It's just burdensome everywhere. Well, to Alfredo's point, every, every reg that comes down is, is well-intended, I would tell you. There's somebody at the Department of Labor. There's somebody at the FDIC. There's somebody somewhere who believes that they're serving us all in doing that. But, but the banking sector is, is an easy example. There's not one person that we're going to find on the streets of Gwinnett County today that's going to believe uh, that Embassy National had anything to do with the financial crisis. That's there, correct. There's not one person we're going to find that believes their local uh, community bank had anything to do. In fact, the folks who are taking the risks are not the Wells Fargo's of the world. They're not the Bank of America's of the of the world. It's local banks taking risks on local on local people. We need that relationship, and that is a that is a nonpartisan value. If we can all agree, no matter our political stripes, that that you're not part of the problem, then we ought to agree that the the regulations that come down as a result uh, shouldn't negatively impact your ability to get things. Uh, done. Minimum wage is the same way. Right. If you believe that big business is taking advantage of people and paying them less than they're worth, then maybe you believe you need to move in the minimum wage space. If you believe the problem is minimum skills instead of minimum wage, and we need to train people up, and we need to make sure that that they're they're being rewarded based on their productivity and boost their productivity, uh, that's the story of the family businesses in this in this area. Don't 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 tell me for a moment that the family business down the street on Sugarloaf Parkway is taking advantage of their employees. This is a partnership that folks are in together. And if we believe that about one another, if we believe that the core of our community begins at a small business level, then we approach regulation in an entirely different in way. In fact, we heard stories coming out of the recession that uh, a lot of small business owners, uh, although everybody thinks they're the ones making the money, would oftentimes go would oftentimes go as six or seven months without salary themselves in order to continue to pay their employees. So there are a lot of sacrifices that the small business owner makes, even the guy down the street. So you know, next time you see him, they probably had a rough time 
And we just don't know what they went through. And, and, and Congressman, you mentioned the nonpartisan aspects of this uh, fight that we've, we, we have ahead of us. I, I always like putting that context in place in terms of numbers, right? We've got about 28, on a national basis, about 28 and a half million small business owners across this country. They employ about 56 million people. So roughly we're talking, let's say, 85 million hardworking adult Americans, right? Depending on success or failure of small business. And then just for kicks, let's say that a quarter of those people, let's say, have one dependent each. You're talking almost a third of our population, over 100 million people, about 105, 110 million And how people. many jobs are out there right now? Because that's a, the other staggering right. statistic. Right. Well, the, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, small businesses, again, employ 56 million people. Right. Um, so that's the amazing part. And then you also mentioned from a skills perspective, there's still about 5.8 million jobs that are unfilled in this country because we don't have the right skills. And I don't think it has anything to do with minimum wage or what we call entry-level uh, wages, which are needed for entry-level jobs. Right. And unfortunately, when we hear about these entry-level wage increases that are being pushed across each state, it's going to impact the people that they're trying to help the most, which is especially our youth. Uh, when you think about who are actually in those entry-level jobs, it's our youth of today. And so when that increases, those jobs are going to go away for our youth. Well, I want to be encouraging uh, today. It's in a, in a political season like this when there are a lot of folks walking around uh, on both sides of the aisle, uh, hanging their heads a little bit. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, whether you uh, whether you whether you believe that, that self-governance uh, still works or not, whether you believe that we have control over the regulatory uh, environment or not, more than half the members of the U.S. House of Representatives have been there five years or, or, or less if I have, three, three terms or, or less. And these are small business owners, Alfredo, mm-hmm. to your point, who have come with the understanding that the biggest burden they face is not feeding their family. Mm-hmm. It's the responsibility they have to keep that business running to feed the 10 other families that Correct. depend on them. Absolutely. To, 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 Absolutely. They, Joe, you hear those stories all the time. We do. And um, and as a banker, and, uh, you know, we took a lot of hits ourselves. There are a lot of times, I think, uh, for example, just personally, because of the recession, I know that a lot of community bankers out there, their comp has been reset as much as 75% in some cases. And um, that's just what we've gone through. And I heard constant stories about people coming in. We did our best to help. Some of the legislation or regs that we had to deal with kept us from doing that as much as we could, but we did as best as we could. And um, But to hear some of those stories, it was, it was good people uh, in really bad situations, but they, the character of most of those folks really shone through. That's what impressed me. Well, what is so uh, important is getting people's voices involved in that process because we need to see that character. If you believe that you're surrounded by scan- uh, scoundrels, you will create a regulatory state to, to control scoundrels. If you believe you are surrounded uh, by top-notch ethical folks who care about their community and care about uh, growing that community, then you regulate uh, differently. I think back to the very first uh, one of the very first votes I took in Congress. It had to do with repealing a section of the president's health care bill, repealing a section of Obamacare. And it was that, you'll remember it, the, the 1099 uh, provision that said anybody that you do more than $600 worth of business with as a small business, you're going to need to issue a 1099 uh, to them. Well, nobody cared that that was going to be a burden for Citibank. Nobody cared that that was going to be a burden for Home Depot. Nobody was focused on the fact that that was going to be a, a burden for, for Walmart. But when small business owners came out in force mm. and said this provision, uh, the, the, the bean counters told us, was going to raise about $17 billion, well, the compliance cost that was going to be thrust onto small businesses dwarfed that $17 billion. The House passed it. The Senate passed it. Huge bipartisan majorities. The president 
signed it, even something as as politically toxic as as the Affordable Care Act, we were able to come together mm. driven by small business owners who say yes. there has to be a better way. We want what you want, but can't we do it uh, in a more reasonable environment? And 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 they won that debate, and, and the Job Creators Network has a real opportunity to continue pushing the needles, right. no matter who's in the White House, no matter who's in Congress, to make sure our policies make more sense for small business. Absolutely. Yeah, you're listening to On the Money, and we're broadcasting here from the Bring Small Businesses Back Tour, and Congressman Woodall's with us, as well as the president of the group, uh, Alfredo Ortiz, it's, and it's a great conversation. Um, a lot of people ask me, well, Joe, how come the economy's not growing? I'm kind of in the a jump seat, if you will, and uh, it's easy for me to answer that question. We've had some $8 trillion of easy money that's been thrown out there, but just think of it, if you're given, if you're given 20 bucks and you're saying, go invest that, but yet, if you don't ever think you're going to get that $20 back, you're going to be reluctant to try to invest that. And so what's happened is that money has not gone to small business. It's gone to the stock market. We have runaway values right now. Now it's, people are talking about another another crash coming. It's the whole regulatory burden is uh, so oppressive to a lot of people. And it's I think it's really keeping our growth numbers down. Well, you, you, you know, one of the things, though, Joe, that when we talk about over-regulation, over-taxation, the lack of access to capital and credit for our small business owners, we'd like to say that all three of those are equal opportunity offenders, mm-hmm. right? That it doesn't matter what party affiliation you have next to your name, again, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or Independent. It's going to hurt you just the same. But on the flip side, what we'd like to think is if we can get it right and fix it, everybody's going to benefit. I go back to the 105, 110 million people that are dependent on success or failure of small business. Everybody can benefit if we fix this and get it right. And again, address these unintended consequences. And believing in the local community is a bipartisan value, Alfredo. You're absolutely right about that. When when you show up at the local food bank, when you show up at the at the Goodwill, when you when you show up at the uh, at the uh, school uh, 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 glee club uh, event, nobody asks you if you're Republican or Democrat. They ask if you care about the problem they're working on today and are you willing to to uh, pull on the rope to to fix it. We have. Uh, the inability to calculate how much would be lost if, if Bernie Marcos was, was right, if he couldn't start Home Depot today, what do we lose as a nation? What do we lose as a community without those employees, without those, without that foundation, without that impact uh, across uh, uh, every every place that those employees uh, touch? The the real the real magic of the small business uh, is not that it's going to sm- stay small forever. It's that occasionally right. one of those businesses is going to grow up and change the world. It, uh, and and if we quash that, then we'll we'll never we'll never that, reach that potential. That's right. right. And in fact, Congressman uh, Forbes just issued their list of uh, billionaires that have had the most impact in terms of employment in this country. And actually, Bernie Marcus and the Home Depot is number one on that list. Right. Currently, they employ about three hundred eighty-five thousand people. Uh, in this country. So it's amazing to think, right? And, and as much as we hear about the valuations of Googles and all that, as an employer, right, they actually aren't on the top of the list. Home Depot is. I, uh, I saw a Wall Street Journal article and I had to reread the sentence about five times until it truly sunk in. But Instagram, Instagram sold to Facebook for multi billion dollars. How many people did they employ? Take a guess. That's a good question. I'm not sure. 16. 16. And that's they they saw that as as truly a symptomatic of what's really wrong with with our growth. We're not trying to 
promote those jobs that will really grow our economy and grow our workforce and put people into the right space, give them get them challenged to learn more, get them challenged to, to bring more skills to bear. Uh, we, we're, we've kind of come to be a uh, lottery-driven get-rich scheme almost and forgetting that if you really put in hard work, you're going to get rewarded for it. Well, and contrast that, uh, Joe, with, with what CNN would have reported about this time last year. You see these cases from time to time. It was from the great state of Texas, which is uh, by no means uh, an over-regulatory environment by their, uh, by their nature. But they reported on a, a little girl's a lemonade stand, two sisters who went out to raise money for a Father's Day, a gift right. for, their, for their father. The police came by and, and shut them down because they didn't have the $150 uh, permit to operate their business. Well, the city said that's outrageous, and so we'll waive that uh, uh, permitting fee. But then they couldn't get the health department uh, inspection to come by because <laughs> they were selling the lemonade and the, and the kettle corn. We all agree that that is not the environment that we want to live in. We all agree that's not the regulatory structure. That's not what health and safety means uh, to us. And and it, it requires, because folks, again, don't believe they have influence on the process, it requires folks like JCN who can bring together enough influence uh, to move the needle on what I would call common sense values that they're going to help to, to grow right. the country, grow the economy. Yeah, and then I got to remind everybody that we are in an election year as, as we're electing a president, but um, to me, Congressman, what all the work you do in the House as well as your Senate brethren, that's the most important work. And it's really important for us to get out and, and vote for your chosen representative or chosen senator because that's where the, the rubber hits the road. The, there's no doubt about it, uh, Joe. You may have the pleasure of meeting uh, uh, Donald Trump. You may have the pleasure of meeting uh, Secretary Clinton, uh, but you can undoubtedly find your United States congressman. They're going to be at the grocery store. They're going to be at the at the CVS or the or the Walgreens. That is where accountability begins. Uh, whatever the agendas are of our presidential candidates, what I tell you is that the United States House of Representatives, that most connected branch with the people, we have an agenda that we're going to push no matter who is in the in the White House. And that is an agenda of common sense uh, regulatory reform. Uh, the, Alfredo mentioned the, right. the uh, overtime uh, regulations. So we haven't updated the uh, overtime uh, uh, regs in decades. Do they need to be updated? Absolutely they do, and we all agree on that. Does the does the limit uh, on salaries need to be doubled overnight? The answer is no, it doesn't, because our small businesses can't plan right. for it. They don't see it uh, coming. This is an area that we can come together on, and in a bipartisan way, right. the House is pushing that agenda. And we can go right on down the list of bipartisan, common-sense ideas. No matter who's in the White House, Congress is going to push these ideas. But if the American people want control over that process, getting involved in those congressional elections is the most intimate way they can be involved. And I want to go back to somewhat of what you just said. Technology has brought us as constituents much closer to you, the representative. And I know that if I email through a website, I know that the congressman or the senator will answer me. So that's a and let me just use you as an example, uh, congressman, born and raised in Georgia educated here, went to University of Georgia, and you actually serve on three of the most powerful committees in the House. You serve on the Rules Committee, you serve on the Budget Committee, and you serve on the Transportation Committees. People can reach out to you directly and say, here's what's concerning me. And I think that's uh, uh, people don't take advantage of that, but yet they should. 
Well, and Joe, folks invite us into their small businesses because if, if you're running a third-generation uh, family business, you know more about your business than I could ever hope to learn. I'll tell you a little secret. Most of the language that I've sent to the president's desk for his signature, most of my efforts that have changed the law of the land have been ideas that have come from subject matter experts right here. People who say, Rob, I understand what you all mm-hmm. were trying to do, but if you'd come to a small business owner, I could have helped you get there uh, from A to B instead of going through C, D, E, and, and right. F. Uh, having that relationship, uh, Joe, is what gets good public policy. You, you, you shouldn't trust lawyers in Washington, D.C. to draft the regs. You should trust, again, in a bipartisan way, small businesses, subject matter experts uh, right here at home. Yeah, and I, by the way, I didn't mention that you were a lawyer, but... Uh, <laughs> a, a reformed, reformed <laughs> lawyer. Reformed lawyer. <laughs> Well, listen, we're also we've got uh, Dr. Daniel Kaufman here, who is president of the uh, Gwinnett Center. He's joined us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Well, this is a a who's who of Gwinnett County. We've got Congressman Woodall and Dr. Kaufman. When I mentioned earlier, Joe, that there are a lot of reasons we have more small businesses per capita in this area, Dr. Dan Kaufman's one of those uh, reasons. What he does here at the at the chamber in terms of making it a resource to absolutely anyone and everyone uh, who's trying to uh, grow jobs and grow the economy, Dan has been a, an amazing uh, breath of fresh air here. Uh, thank you, Congressman. As as you know well, um, the small small business initiative is one of our most important uh, outreach activities here at the chamber. Uh, we are like many American communities a small business community of the 21,000, more than 21,000 businesses we have here in Gwinnett. Um, 75% have 10 or fewer employees and 90% have 50 or fewer employees. That's a staggering. And we don't realize that 21,000 small businesses right here in Gwinnett County. And so our job is to provide uh, the support they need to start, sustain and succeed. Uh, So we want to build that ecosystem for our entrepreneurs uh, who are just starting up uh, for small businesses who are trying to grow uh, and for those who have taken hold and are ready to go to the next level, we want to make sure that they've got the support they need in ways, as Congressman Woodall said, that makes sense in an environment that supports uh, and encourages uh, that sense of innovation uh, because that's where job growth comes from. We know that 80% of job growth in the United States comes from small business. Uh, so they are the engine of economic development, but they're also the engine of innovation, as the Congressman was saying. We all know the examples of uh, the the startups that started in a garage that led to ultimately uh, multi-billion dollar companies. Sure. So uh, that's what we're in business for. As I tell our small businesses, and uh, we're here because they're here. Right. And that's, there's so many startups that so many startups that don't take advantage of some of the services that you provide and end up uh, staying on the shop room floor, unfortunately. And then the bankers have to deal with them on the back end. So take advantage of all the education and support that you yeah, do have. absolutely in our small business programming which we do all year um you don't even have to be a chamber member to attend and it's free i mean so we want you know we can provide some of the expertise that you know a lot of these small businesses can't afford to have a full-time hr person uh, to deal with employment law or a human relations person or a lawyer or an it person uh, but we can provide subject matter experts that help them think about what's appropriate for their business so that they can get started uh, we also have uh, angel investors who are looking to help people take that good idea to product to market um, or to say, you know, you need to refine this idea or don't give up your day job. So, I mean, we've got to help them work our way through the process uh, so that uh, they have that su- support system that they need uh, to, to start, sustain and succeed. I want to go back to build on something that you said, Congressman Woodall, as I as I in, in my little network of, of small business that I deal with, there are. Probably 70% of us have 
a very similar set of values. We want to get paid for good hard work. We want it to have a fair system so that we know if we put it in, we can we can get it back. And we want to help other people. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are 70% of us in this country that share those same identical values. But yet we get so wrapped up in Democrat versus Republican. But I think it's important that all of us kind of come together and realize what a powerful force small business could be. Employees, owners, all of us, and help those try to push this whole forum forward. Well, Joe, I'll tell you, the Job Creators Network actually has a congressional scorecard that tries to help move that debate to say that we don't have to be about uh, Republicans and Democrats. We can be about good ideas and bad ideas, and no party has a monopoly uh, on good ideas. It it is amazing what we can get done if we don't care who gets the credit for it. Uh, You would think an election year would bring out the best in politics. I would argue sometimes it brings brings out the worst. But the boss lives here. Uh, no matter what level of government we're talking about, the boss lives here at home. Uh, and if the boss is willing to show up and sit on that board of directors uh, mm-hmm. of the United States of America, they can absolutely move that needle, and we need them to do it. And, well, and, and by the way, you got 100% on your uh, JCN legislator scorecard. They, 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 make, it, uh, they make it easy uh, for well, you in that they, 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 they train you up, and they get their members involved. And right. to your credit, you said, I need to miss something so that you guys can keep pushing me a little bit. They, they, we cannot leave the low-hanging fruit out there, and Job Creators Network's making sure that we don't. Well, well, that's good. well, well thank you, No, And, and uh, for those of you out there who are interested in that congressional scorecard, it's on DefendMainStreet.com. And we did go through and, and score all of the city members of Congress. And, in fact, we actually have our first Democrat uh, congressman we're speaking to tomorrow, one of your colleagues down in Boca Raton, uh, Congressman Deutsch. Um, and uh, I salute him because he is willing to have this conversation, which is a critical conversation. Again, this is not about Democrat, Republican, or independence. This is an American issue. So we're excited to be able to have Congressman Deutsch uh, tomorrow as well to have a conversation with him. And uh, But again, thank you for what you're doing for small business owners across the country. We need to do more, uh, I think, as you know. And uh, our small business owners are out there saying w- w- they need the help. And we're we're proud that and we're they, able to do this uh, and, on their behalf. And they still have the fire. That fire never goes away. It never goes away. And we've got to wrap this up, unfortunately. But uh, thank everybody for their time. And uh, I just want to remind everyone that the probably the most important vote that you can cast in this season is that for your local representative. So go out and vote for that person. We also have a very key Senate race going on here in Georgia. Go out and, uh, and vote for that. But before you do, if you're passionate about small business and trying to help it, go to the Job Creators Network. They're not uh, going to tell you who to vote for, but they will educate you about what's going on with small business and how that's affecting not only you as potentially an owner, but you as an employee as well. And I think that's important. So educate yourself, get to know the issues with small business, and then you can decide who you want to vote for. Dr. Kaufman, thank you for being here today. It's a pleasure. Welcome. Uh, we're delighted to have you all here today. Okay, thank Congressman you. Woodall, it's been an honor to talk with you today. Joe, thank you. And uh, Alfredo, good luck on the rest of your tour. Thank you, Joe. And by the way, you enjoying your bus. Uh, loving it. The Embassy National Bank financed the bus, didn't yes, we? Did. Thank you so much. We Appreciate you, it. We gave you some pretty good terms. Just, just like a small business. Thank right. you. Right. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, Thank you very much, and uh, we will uh, speak to everyone next time. And uh, as you know, this is On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank, and it's our job to help small business, and we'll talk to you next time.